watching it. <laughs>
put the R and D aside. Like let, let's just vote people in that that. What's are, better for Mason County, West Virginia, Appalachia? Yeah, right? that are okay. Let let's put the R and D aside and let's let's make some decisions that that you know benefit our community. Why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, look at us getting slightly political in here. No, I don't want to be, but I know, but shit. that's something to drink too, man. Yeah. Cheers. Let's clink it. We'll clink it. Let's be real. That's something to drink to. So what's so, up, dude? Where are you at? Man, you know what I'm going to drink tonight? Women's empowerment within Appalachia. Oh, my God, yeah. And let's be real. In Appalachia, we take our mamas very serious. Yeah. Okay? So oh, let, let's, start, let, let's start from just like the nuclear unit of a family within yeah. Appalachia. Our matriarchs are literally our saints. Yeah. From an Appalachia standpoint, so from from just from that instance, males in general grow up with a general respect for females. Yeah. Okay. And then that carries on to their mothers and I agree. Yeah. Hopefully to their siblings right. and uh, domino effect. Yeah, it's a domino yeah. effect. Okay. Yeah. However, maybe and maybe this is local, but I don't think this is just local for us. It can't be. I feel that. Um, women within our region of the Ohio Valley, uh, they get a lot of respect, and they're actually appointed or elected into positions of power. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just in Point Pleasant, what our uh, city clerk? Yeah. Female. Yeah. We have our uh, county commissioner, mm-hmm. female. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could go on, um, and that would just waste time. But I'm not going to go from there. But like, I feel like Appalachians as a whole really, truly empower women. Yeah. Are there some faults? Of course. No. And that's yeah. across society, yeah. right? Yeah. And then here it is. I mean, we just found out, what, a few hours ago that, I mean, we now have a female vice president, regardless yeah. of how you feel. It doesn't matter. In, yeah. in, in that regard. Yeah. I mean, to see that, I feel like Appalachians in some hills and hollers will be like, hey, you know what? All right. And I know females will really hold that up. And I hope that a lot of guys do too. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like... Uh, women's empowerment within Appalachia is a very strong movement, it is. It is. just naturally. Yeah, and um, and outside of politics, because I know we're not really a political podcast, yeah. but like, let's just talk about like small business. Oh man, how many small businesses are founded huh. and ran by <laughs> women? Yeah, I I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, if not half, a majority. Well, you know, I say a majority of small businesses you, you think, in Appalachia yeah. are owned and ran by women. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, just, this is just me in terms of thinking of women. You know, you, you think of how many people love their, love their mamas, man. Yeah, I love, love my, my mama. mama. Like, you know, I love my mama more know, than you God love your mama. Soul, you know, uh, yeah. that's not know, true. Well, but my thing is, you know, my my grandmother had a, had a large, uh, you know, effect on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I always thought she was a very powerful woman. Whether you know, and my grandmother, uh, you know, and I'm speaking in terms of one side. My grandmother uh, grew up in in a in a poor household and, and made made something of of nothing. Uh, and in my in in my point of view, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, was in a difficult situation and, and raised great great children, in which I'm talking to my mother. You know, I, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't know, you know, who wouldn't. But uh, I'm a mama's boy. I, I, I consider myself a mama's boy, and, and 
man, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of memories I have just uh, going to my grandmother's house and, and her having some, some eggs cooked up and some breakfast and whatnot. And, man, who doesn't love a grandmother you know what i'm saying I, yeah I just, yeah it's i i can go down i can go all night gabe i'm not gonna lie and our kids of, are gonna feel the same way about our moms oh yeah yeah 110 percent mm. you know i i see it now um and and uh i see it now in terms of my my daughter and and my mom yeah um they have a good relationship anytime you know cambry who's my daughter's name you know anytime she goes to my mom's house it's like my mom is Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. That's what, that's what that's what Carson calls my mom Ninny. Yeah, and oh, I mean, man, it just then even Alyssa. Every mom has a distinct name in Appalachia. And, and that's the I, thing, maybe dude. that's nationwide. Oh, yes, it may be nationwide. But and if I mean, not, so be it. But I'm like, partial to Mama. Yeah, Mama. Mama, oh, Mama. There's nothing more like Appalachian than Mama. Mama's the go-to. I, I, I have two Mamas. Like, like Car- Carson calls my mom Ninny, which yeah. is. Three year old for nanny. Right. Yeah. Of course. I mean that. I don't. I don't know how that came to be. No. Then, well. I mean. It is what it is. And then uh, he call he calls Alyssa's mom mole. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Just simply for the fact that she has a mole on her chin, <laughs> and that's the most adorable <laughs> thing of all time. Oh, it is adorable. Yeah, you know. So. I, I had I had two mamas. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's an Appalachian thing that uh, I was blessed with, man. I, you know. Um, and, I, and, and you know what I hope for in the future. Yeah. Is like. For every generation from now moving forward, like we continue to uphold our mamas, yeah, and really push for women's I agree, empowerment. Man. I agree, uh, man. Uh, I just think of I think of the situations that my grandmother was put through and, and what she overcame. And damn, dude, I, I'm just telling you, just and I, I could do a whole podcast on it, but I'm not. <laughs> hey, hey, maybe we will. Shit, man. Uh, what what she overcame and and what. The grandmother that, uh, and I'm just speaking of one. Uh, I can speak on both, but damn, uh, what what the impact that she had on me and, and my mother as a whole. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my moms are something special, man. man my moms are. Uh, wow. It uh, kind of makes me emotional just thinking about it, but uh, you know. It's a, it's those bush lights kind of pushing you to that. They can, but even without the bush lights, I know. Like, damn, I could be stone cold uh, sober and. Yeah, mamas just have that effect on you, man. If I love you, Mama Mars. I love you, Mama One and Mama Joe. I'll give you a shout out. My thing is, you know, they, uh, man, the impact they have on you. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you you always uh, hold them near and dear to your heart. Yeah. And uh, I think anybody coming from Appalachia can can understand what what a mama is. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's one of those things, dude. And and like I said, I, I hope people from from our generation on just really uphold our mamas uphold women and uh and just see them foster them see how small business can grow which uh, is a good segue into our first guest um well our only guest for this episode yeah um but uh ashley wamsley so yeah yeah. so tonight we're lucky enough to be blessed in the presence of the ashley wamsley morrison is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of name changes over the years. Well, I just, you know, you know, some people want to throw the the old name in with the new, yeah. and then it's like, you Technically, know. Technically, I'm Ashley Morrison. I only kept the Walmsley part because so people I went to school with could find me right. if they want to talk. Recognition. I yes. understand. I understand. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for those of you that don't that don't know, uh, Ashley was, was the originator, pretty much. You know, one of the founding mothers. 
She's the matriarch of <laughs> to get to the point. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've known Ashley for a while now, quite a few years, it feels like. Uh, you know, our families are, have, have gotten really close over the last few years and, and you know, sitting down with the and, and mapping out the podcast in terms of, um, you know, people to have interviewed. I thought Ashley would be a great one. Gabe yeah, agreed. You yeah, know, I thought it, it meshed uh, right in with what we were discussing. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the last episode. So, Ashley, thanks for joining us. Yep, no problem. Appreciate it. Um, say, in, in our last episode, we kind of talked about how after that first get to the point meeting, how uh, Ashley and Marquita and Kelsey kind of put their heads together and um, decided to take the next leap yeah. of faith and mm-hmm. kind of make the community a little bit better. Um, so, Ashley, don't care. Tell us a little bit about how Counterpoint came to be. Um, basically, <clears throat> well, I grew up in a home. Um, my dad owned a retail business, Criminal Records, which is a chain of record stores. So I kind of grew up in that environment watching small businesses and things. Um, and I just felt like with him, he's got the Mothman Museum. And uh, it was kind of the shiny spot on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Main Street had a lot to offer and that we really needed to get it to grow. And so once we did the get to the point stuff and we got together, I instantly bonded with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that there would be a good connection there as far mm-hmm. as creativity and stuff. And I already knew Marquita. And Marquita is a very willing, eager, um, positive Mm-hmm. you know person and she's she'll never turn you down right. on something you can give her an idea and she would never she would never just say no I don't think that's a good idea that's usually me that does that <laughs> yeah. she's the one that's got the the ideas a lot of times and I'm like I don't know if that's gonna work but yeah. anyways <laughs> yeah. but you know we, we make a good team but uh, basically it was just a connection between those two and it was a matter of connecting the dots and uh, taking their creativity and the need Mm-hmm. for places like this in our yep. town you know as a young kid i struggled in school academically mm-hmm. um but i was always really good at the art side of things right. visual mm-hmm. arts and things and i was determined when i got older that i would not see the uh town around me because i chose to stay here right. as the grass is greener on the other side mm-hmm. yeah. i wanted to make the grass green in my own town in yeah. my own yard and but you take somebody who is an artsy person yeah. mm-hmm. and that's hard to do right so i had to create it for myself mm-hmm. and i started with a photography business when i was 17 and still i'm doing that i just don't do as much since i've got the co-op and the kid yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so i did that a little less but i still do that but um Kelsey was kind of in the same boat. You know, she had a background in, I think, sociology mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, um, but she was very creative. Right. And Marquita was in, um, I think, to do with like gas and oil, maybe? I don't remember yeah, what she did, she did like the mapping. Like or the maps. The, yeah. yeah. Like she, huh. she can tell you what it is. She knows a lot more about that thing. But, um, she, Surveying, right? Yeah, yeah. surveying, something like that, like in Charleston, and uh, and she's got a creative flair to her. Mm-hmm. So basically, like I said, it's a matter of bringing willing participants who mm-hmm. are creative. We're all in the same group, kind yeah. of. It was like yeah. a serendipitous meeting. <clears throat> right. We connected the dots. We seen a need for it, 
and we started it and when we did the uh, counterpoint when we wanted it to be a generator place mm-hmm. to where we could give local artists mm-hmm. who felt like they needed an outlet to get their um, stuff out there right. mm-hmm. but maybe didn't have the money the startup money to actually do it on their own yeah. so that's how it in a long run-on sentence there yeah. answer no i think that was great you know in the in the last episode you know i had discussed this idea that that you were kind of the one that you know cannonballed into the into the pool per se uh while others kind of sat on the back and was just like yeah you know i'm gonna let ashley kind of let's see her and like see what she does i'm kind of gonna dip my toe in the water here yeah. uh and we're gonna watch ashley do whatever she does and if, if she succeeds then you know I, I i think i can do my own thing yeah and you know it's it's funny. It was just kind of a domino effect because once Counterpoint came to be, it was like, you know, things just started popping up That's, along Main Street, yes. and and it and went that was from there. The goal. That was the goal the whole time. You know, there's a lot of people in small towns and small businesses can be very competitive and turned off by that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. We're different than that. Yeah. We want to be able to support everybody, and that's the beauty of even Main Street now mm-hmm. is that we are all like a part of the clock so if anybody would have to step out for a little bit you know say due to personal reasons or maybe it's not working out or they go a different direction main street keeps going the clock keeps ticking because we're all kind of doing our own thing but we're working together and that's really important i've seen other small towns that's the opposite you've got a couple horses leading the pack yeah. you know so yeah. to speak and then when they can't do it it all falls apart yeah yeah so main street's definitely unique in that i think as far as point pleasant goes and it has been something that's grown over time and people you know even three years into this business we're still having people coming in saying i've never been in here before this right. is really from, cool yeah you know and even from Galpolis, mm-hmm. you know across the river mm-hmm. Um, there's been some people coming in and, and saying, you know, this is great, you know, and, um, uh, you know, we didn't know this was here and Main Street's so cool and all yeah, this. Right. And that's from Gallia people, yeah. which yeah. is saying something, you yeah. know. <laughs> from, from the Gallia police. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, no. yeah. Well, my favorite thing about what you guys have been able to do with this co-op, and which we'll kind of go over what a co-op, what we think a co-op is, I guess. Mm-hmm. But how many businesses are now on Main Street that originated as vendors in counterpoint um we've got lemon and lavender Mm -hmm. so uh, monica was in here with us as a vendor and then she also worked here Mm -hmm. and then she did a pop-up because i wanted to offer pop-ups and stuff in the in the store she did a pop-up was really successful and she's always kind of wanted to do her own thing and she's like i think that she thought maybe this is my chance and right um, and so she started her own place. So we got Lemon and Lavender and then Silver Market, mm-hmm. Kelsey's place. Yep. Um, she'll be on the other side of Main Street. And uh, see, is there any other ones? What others? Oh, well, I guess you could kind of say the uh, trading company in a way is yeah. around a while because that's mom's place. Yeah, she, she kind of jumped in once you guys yeah. started really rolling. Yeah, and I think and... it's just a. Uh, Snowball effect was yeah. what we're what we're hoping, and yeah. you know it's worked out well. I mean, and then just other small businesses—I'll call them small businesses—which are your vendors. Mm-hmm. How many new ones started up after you guys opened up? Yeah. They're like, hey, we can do something in yeah. this. We can be a part of this. Yeah, I think that's yeah. That's I, so I agree. There's but, several. Yeah, but it's been cool because yeah, we're like an incubator. So yeah, we bring them in, we give them the you know the outlet, and uh, as far as the finances go. 
they get 75% of everything yeah. we sell. We only take 25%. Right. So it's an, we don't pay ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me and Marquita both work pro bono, and um, and but we do sell our items, so that helps right. pay us. So yeah. we're yeah. vendors ourselves as well. Exactly. Right, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's been... It's been fun. It's been interesting. It's been challenging, yeah. but more fun than anything. Because yeah. it's it's like taking all those creative aspects and putting them under one roof, and everybody kind of working together. Yeah, so. I mean, you're you're giving everybody a chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Essentially, I know you kind of hit on that, but you know, you're you're opening up your store to to give other people opportunities to to you know maybe achieve a dream. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so it's already come to fruition for yeah, people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So so you kind of talked about a little bit of adversity you guys might have faced just opening up a small business in small town America, anyways. But like, what 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 would you say was one of your biggest struggles opening up Counterpoint, or or even that is still kind of? I think the biggest struggle was probably working, getting past the plateau of newness. Yeah. That's a big thing. And that's not just in our town. That's a lot of small towns. Yeah. yeah. Um, to the point where everybody's all for it when it's new. And when the newness wears off, you kind of plateau out. So how do you keep it fresh and keep it going? Right. To keep them coming back once their boredom settles yeah. in, I guess you could say. Yeah, you, yeah. And it's like that, especially in the restaurant business, I've noticed quite a bit. But um, as far as here, that's why I started doing pop-ups. Right. Um, started offering bringing in food trucks mm-hmm. you know and when we do that stuff we don't we don't take any of that money right. you know we just want to attract people down here mm-hmm. which is good so it's like again it's like we're kind of a magnet you know we can attract more mm-hmm. the stronger that we work together yeah. you yeah. know so but yeah that was probably the biggest challenge it will continue to be the biggest challenge yeah you have to be smart in the way you market and keep it fresh yeah. and not make it like it's a sales pitch to people because right. that's not really the point you want to be transparent mm-hmm. and sure. know what it is that we're offering but what we do offer is very unique and it's um it's you know you just don't you don't see it a whole lot there's some places that do this yeah. kind of things mm-hmm. but the maker uh lifestyle i guess is coming back and right. people are more focused on small business than they are malls like malls yeah. are dying yeah. you right. know like there's literally youtube videos dead mall series yeah and i'm kind of okay with that yeah small town yeah. Yeah. like bringing it back to main street yeah is, that should be a goal of Appalachian. Yeah, yeah. And i remember I, I remember at one point you know people were just like you know main street's done yeah the corporation corporate <laughs> yep. america is, is has killed it yep. it's never coming back and as far as our main street specifically it it pretty much died once that bridge collapsed. Yeah, yeah. it was you a know. pretty quick decline. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was like that for years. And it's it's great to hear people, you know, from that era come in here and look at all the people out, you know, streets are packed on the weekends and stuff and say, this is the way it was when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember this. Like, mm-hmm. this is great. And they love it. And the more those people catch on, they tell other people, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's I know it's it's so much worth the work. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean to speak on your behalf, no, but just yeah. like just seeing how I don't want to say how quickly, but just like how efficient everything's been yeah. done on Main what Street. What do you with, think? With people just like just taking that initiative and just yeah. going, just kind of 
Balls of the wall. Yeah, yeah I mean, of course, yeah. Mothman does help. Well, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which, we which we can that. thank your family for that. Oh, well, you know, so. well, the statue, honestly, the, the statue being there is a huge draw yeah. for people all over the world. So we definitely got that going for right, us. Yeah. So I always say that we're like Mayberry meets Area Fifty One. <laughs> you know, like we're that's the perfect true. blend. God, that's true. So people, they, they honestly really do love Point Pleasant. One of the goals with Get to the Point was is that. I seen the other side of the coin with yeah. everybody, the tourists coming here right. and loving it. Yeah. I wanted us to love it. Yeah. yeah exactly. I wanted people to love the grass being green in their town. Yeah. And that was really important. Yeah. To me. yeah it's, it's not so much like like you said, we're not trying to but get to the point. We weren't advertising to the rest of the world. We yeah. were advertising to us. To point yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly and, right. You know, it's kinda like I said there at the beginning, <laughs> you know, our families are really close. I consider you and Dusty really good friends of mine and, and you know, it's really neat that, that we have children growing up together that yeah. are that are going to experience it. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, see the good side with us. Yeah, they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna see the it. green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna, gonna see grow the green. Point Pleasant is a great place to live. Yes. You're gonna like it. <laughs> Eat this green grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is correct. <laughs> um, but uh, I know you kind of talk about the makers and stuff, and uh, and kind of how that's making a comeback. And I I feel like like the the deep roots of being makers are, are kind of tangled in the roots of Appalachia. Absolutely. Just because of how self-sufficient Appalachians traditionally yes. are. And yes. I, I think that's just so cool um, that you guys are able to take that and capitalize that on a small yep. business and, and grow that yep. for other people. There, I honestly believe a store like this, there is no better place for it than in West Virginia specifically. Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, I feel like when it comes to our state, it's a beautiful place, but it has been... I feel like taken advantage and raped and pillaged yeah. by so many big corporate people yeah. that come in and they make it look like this is to your benefit and mm -hmm. then they take everything you have and then they leave you high and dry. Yeah. Like we have a history of allowing yeah. that to happen. You're right. And that's what <laughs> and sucks. it goes on. Yes. Yeah. And it continues and yes. it continues. What the beauty of a place like this is, is that we are using what we're already good at. Yeah and what we excel at yep. and that is using what we already have the the talents the things that we've learned through generations and turning around and showing the rest of the world so they appreciate that this is a part of our heritage yep. it's yeah. not just a store mm -hmm. this is literally our roots and who we are right. and that's the beauty of the yep. whole thing yeah. yeah that's probably one of my top favorite things about your mm -hmm. guys' business model yeah definitely is that um as a small business owner in Appalachia, in the small town Appalachia, what advice would you maybe give someone else that is looking into starting a small business for their community, for themselves? Okay. There's one thing I've learned from my dad over the years. And when I was a kid, I hated when he would say this. Because I would always be like how you're talking about the first one to dive in, cannonball mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he'd always say, Ashley, you can't start at the top of the ladder. You have to start at the bottom and work your way up. And yeah. that's exactly right. That's what I would tell people. Start with as little overhead as you possibly can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like when we did this co-op, originally there was three of us. And um, then Kelsey branched out on her own. And she's got Silver Market. And she flips houses. So she's always really busy. Right. So yeah. she had to go a different direction. But, um, you know, we split the cost of all yeah. this. So that right. was nice. I'm yeah. not just going in by myself. And um, so you're able to share those responsibilities and things. So if you can find a team to work with, people that you trust and that you can grow with, that's important. And also, 
don't go into it having high expectations and grandiose ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need... When I start this place, I, and I still say it, if we make it five years, I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. I will be happy. Um, I want to make it at least five years. If it goes past that, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Because I set my expectations low. Right. You know, not knowing... You know, because this is new. Mm-hmm. This is 100%. this is new here. Yep. And, um, but people have, people have kind of latched on and really supported us. And I tell you, for a pandemic year, we've done actually really well. And I'm yeah, surprised. Right. And it's ironic. Like, you know, we have uh, people coming in, customers and stuff that are tourists. And they'll say, you know, your small, your, your main street, the small businesses here seem to be doing really well. It's not like that in our town. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, and I've had several people say that and I say, well, it's ironic because the town that's cursed supposedly yeah. Yeah. happens to excel in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So that only, yeah, Na- it's nat- kind of naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's only to, we kind of joke and laugh about it, but it kind of, you know, I, there's that thing that we need to just kind of reverse the curse and Point Pleasant can definitely do it. They have yeah. the potential. Mm-hmm. Everybody else sees it. I just yeah. want us to see it, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I think we're on that trajectory though. I do. We are as a town. I do. I think so too. And when other towns do it, it kind of helps them to kind of get in line thinking, oh, this is the new thing. So whether it's a fad to them yeah. or it's here to stay, it doesn't matter. As yeah. long as they're here, it yeah. doesn't matter. So yeah. period, period. Man, that's great. Um, so one thing that we were kind of talking about is, um, is the effect of social media mm-hmm. and how small businesses can take advantage of that. How has social media helped with CounterPoint? Um, it's our main voice. Yeah. You know, um, Facebook, I've learned to work around with Facebook. Mm-hmm. If any small business owners out there are listening, I highly recommend doing this because it changed everything. We used a normal old Facebook page, and then what they wanted to do, or what they did, is they changed the algorithm. So basically, you'd have to boost your post every time you want somebody. Exactly. you got to throw money at them yeah. if you want them to see, see it. it. Mm-hmm. Okay? If I don't boost a post, sometimes you won't see it for two or three days. Right. What they do is they put us, the little guys, and with all the big guys, the guys who are paying all the money, money. get it out there. Right. They have more reach. So what I did is I did a workaround, and we created a group. Where there is no algorithms for right. that. I figure that'll change. They'll get smart to it. They probably already are, and that'll change. Yeah. We'll have to keep just, you know, adjusting, adjusting and, and keep going. But it's worked really well. That's the advice I would give. Mm-hmm. And, um, as, yeah, so social media is our main mm-hmm. communication with all of our customers. We've got Instagram, and we have that. And, uh, honestly, and a lot of word of mouth, repeat business, right, of course. that helps. Yeah. But, yes. If, if if it wasn't for my business, I wouldn't even be on social media first off, right. but right. <laughs> it's a little toxic at the it moment. Is. Yeah, it is. But just a, during just an election year? Yeah. Tad and bit. a pandemic. And a pandemic oh, and gosh. everything else that's been going on. I know. Just a tad. Ugh. Oh, man. That's, man. Dude, I don't even want to it's heavy. That. Yeah. I'm having too much fun with this conversation. <laughs> I'm but yeah, social media has definitely been, um, we don't have a website. So the reason why we don't have a website is because the stuff is made in small batches. So by the time we got it on there and somebody bought it, we'd have to turn around and out. take yeah. it off yeah. and then readjust it again. Yeah. So we just, you know, have that community that we do in our group and usually invoice people and mm-hmm. they can come and pick it up or we ship it and it's worked. So that's, awesome. that's another way to cut costs. I mean, yeah. you know, work through that. As little overhead as possible. A little yeah. overhead as possible, yes. 
Yes. Don't swing for the fences. That's Play right. small ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I like to finish. I, I, this is kind of my plan with our future ones. Okay. Is kind of finish out like, what's it mean to you to be Appalachian? What's it mean to me? That's a big question. There's a big question. Yeah. I think it means uh, um, being true to your roots and your heritage and uh, learning to, I would say, learning to overcome, mm -hmm. you know, in situations that are always constantly thrown at you. Yeah. We're always the underdogs. We're always going to be the underdogs. But everybody wants to root for the underdog. Yeah. You know? That's the best thing about it. Right. We just need more people to realize that, mm -hmm. you know, that that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Right. We have a lot to offer, you know, um, between stories passed down from family to farming and being self-sufficient yeah. and, uh, you know, the arts and music mm -hmm. and not to mention... Uh, nature just yeah. the yeah. beautiful areas in Appalachia but I think the biggest thing is just being true to who you are and not forgetting that and then allowing that to be a part of your life and allowing that to affect those around you so I like that I, I like it I feel like I'm in a pageant <laughs> <laughs> no quite the opposite we're drinking beer here yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. true and I don't have a crown so <laughs> true. um I mean, Crown Royal, you yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. Well, really appreciate you talking with us, no um, especially on short notice. So. It's fine. Worked out good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so everybody, make sure you check out uh, Counterpoint, Main Street, Point Pleasant, um, or find them online on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thanks, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs>
You snapping at me? I'm snapping at you in a good way. Shit, okay. I'm giving snaps, like coffee I, shop, grocery I just, snaps. I, I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like, corporations are the ones that have that say. It's not the president. Uh, and, and In terms guys, of screwing people over. Yeah, and guys, like, I, I'm totally open to the, the hate. Like, I, I get it. Um, we're upset that, that maybe brought, you know, uh, Joe Biden is our president and whatnot, but at the end of the day, damn, guys, uh, we're sitting here acting like AEP or these big corporations haven't owned us for years. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who <laughs> This one election is. decides everything, yeah, apparently. Uh, man, guys. Uh, you, you hear know, that every four years, don't you? It does, yeah, but it doesn't matter, uh, you know, who our president is. Uh, and, and I'm sorry for those for throwing this word out, Gabe. Like, we've been f***ed for years. Ooh. I'm sorry. Dropping the F-bomb on this one. You feel that strongly. It upsets me. I don't disagree. Well, it upsets me because, and and you have have families been through this. Uh, It it doesn't matter who our president is. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Republican, Democrat, whatever. What we are, as a state, and and I'm just using this as as a... um, you know, as an example, West Virginia as a whole, we have been raped and pillaged for years in terms of what we've done. We're an extraction state. And, and here we are upset about who our president is. Let's be upset about who is owning us in terms of corporation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that, and, and I could go on for years, guys. I'm just telling you that I, I'm so upset, so upset what? that that we want to sit here and pretend that, that our president decides uh you know whether or not we keep a job what when it comes down to what our local and state representatives are supposed yeah. to be doing in the capacity that they're right. elected and, and, and i just it's like i said guys and, and, and prove me wrong you know uh you know email us whatever get yeah. us get at us on our facebook page but yell at, at the end us. of the day yeah, yeah please like i, I I, and 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 I'm always open to anybody that that, that wants to, you know, come in and, and comment some things and and prove me wrong. I guess I I don't know, but at the end of the day, damn, our president doesn't matter because at the end of the day, our corporations own us. Yeah. I, I think of, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna go on a tangent, but like I think of my dad, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that that is just laid on his back for for 30 years. And, and and has welded and has just grinded his ass off to be mm-hmm. a hell of a dad that yeah. my dad is. Uh, Ronnie's a good dude. He is. Uh, had a had a great mullet back in the day, by the way. Um, Your dad was yoked. Oh yeah. Like he looked like WWE. I think my dad could have been a wrestler. Like professional wrestler, but like, he was a welder. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I guess he's a working man. I'm just telling you, like, guys, I'm telling you, damn, like my dad was a hell of a welder, still is. Yeah. And and here's a here and and I just remember my dad being sick to his stomach, puking, shitting his guts out, whatever. Like, would still being go to work. Nervous, yeah. You well, know, oh, still no, go to work. Just work. Just, it didn't matter. You know, it didn't yeah. matter like what he had going on with him. Like, he's still going to work. Like, I will never forget that. Like damn dad like well why don't you call off i can't and it's like but he knew at the end of the day man my dad knew he was indispensable it's, yeah but he he knew at the end of the day too like he had to raise a family mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. here we are here we are as a state man i get so passionate about this here we are as a state just just caring about a president at the end of the day who has nothing 
nothing, no, no play in this game. I know. Of, regardless of, what of party, effect they have on us. Regardless Whether of party, Democrat, Repo who cares? Trump has no idea in terms of what we go through as Appalachia. And neither Biden does has Biden. no idea in what we go through. But like watching my dad go to battle every single day for his family. And I think everybody can 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 you know you connected that believe to if, this. If like, you're Appalachian, you're blue collar. I get so passionate about this. Yeah. You know, it makes me so emotional thinking of 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 the work that my dad put in day in day out, just just going in and laying on his back, welding, being hot, yeah, you know, sweating. And I remember him always telling me, like, you need to go to college and get a job uh, because you know you don't want to do what I do. Yeah. Um, and that always stuck to me. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, that. Yeah, but I, I just, I get so emotional, man, just speaking on it because, dude, my dad sacrificed so much time. Yeah. So much time. You know, I, I think of the uh, athletics, like, damn, dude, my dad was gone for so much, but, like, made an effort to be there for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that falls back on this whole Appalachian thing is, like, when you look at Appalachia as a whole, like, Appalachia f***ing cares, man. And I'm sorry to drop that F-bomb, but I'm just saying, like, Appalachia cares. We are so passionate. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, we're passionate about our Care. kids. Yeah. We're passionate You're passionate about, about your community. Dude, and my dad was there every day. Yeah. You know, for, for everything I did. And and at the end of the day, man, my hat is off. Uh, I, I I am very, very, very blessed about uh, the dad that I have. And, yeah. and, you know, we talk about mamas and things like that, but, man, the, the things that my dad instilled in me are are beyond yeah. uh, beyond anything. And, and a, president, a president cannot, cannot, no, no, and no, no, will no. not put any, at all, put any yeah. thumbprint on what what our parents do it, for us. Oh, for sure, for sure. It, it, and what this all boils back down to is, I mean, regardless of party, especially what party is put into places of power at that high level, yeah. high of a level, have no idea what Appalachian culture and Ap Appalachian lifestyle is like. Yeah, and and that goes across the board, whether it be labor, yeah. whether that be small business, like we talked about earlier tonight. You're right. Um, yeah. or anything like that, and. I feel like that's where Appalachia as a whole is just misrepresented from just a government standpoint. I whether, think so whether too. I, especially at the federal level, yeah. federal level, uh, statewide, like I mean, you do have representatives that some do have your best interest. Yeah. Some others may or may not be essentially bought off by yeah. corporations or yeah. whatever special interest. But at the end of the day. It all comes down to what we're able to do as a community, as individuals, yeah. for our community, for essentially Appalachia. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I, I I don't have anything that grinds my beard because you already grinded that off. I'm sorry, dude. I, I didn't no, no, go on that tangent, but, you know. No, you're, you're, you're good. It's, yeah. it, it's a good, solid point, and I feel like it's pertinent, especially to tonight's episode yeah. um, about what we talked about with small business and, yeah. like, Small business in Appalachia, I mean, it's it's at a disadvantage already. It is, yeah. Um, and the lack of representation in small business, especially in a state like West Virginia, receives. Yeah. Um, but yeah. overall, that, that was a really good 
what grinds my beard. And I, I don't have anything to add to that. Man. I didn't mean to go on a rant. It's That's just, all right. I, I think I just go so, like, I, I get so upset just because, you know, so many people uh, think that the the national agenda of politics affects them directly. And, and it really doesn't, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think our, our local grab there affects us more so than what oh, for sure, for the sure. national agenda does. And, you and, know, and, 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 and as Appalachians, like, I feel like our, well, maybe even Americans as a whole, like, our local and state um, elections yeah. or politics are way more pertinent and um, affect our lives more directly yeah. than worrying about the national level in terms of a presidential yeah. election when when major right. news outlets are telling you this and that, this and that. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's what we need to focus more on as I Appalachians. Think so too. And I think of, uh, you know, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, and we'll get to this eventually in, in you know, further episodes. Um, you know, I just think of our history, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, West Virginia as a whole has just been, like I said, just been screwed uh, in terms of our, our ability of, yeah, <laughs> of, of uh, you know, where we've been and, and what we've done. It's just... And here we are, still, yeah. still, still going in my, on. In my opinion, like, still just being used. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, but but we still keep treading on. We do as and, a and region. Here we are. Yeah. Face adversity, get over it. Uh, you <laughs> know, and, Regardless and if it's it. like being a taken taken advantage of by corporations or if it's being taken advantage of by big pharma. Yeah. Now we have an opioid epidemic, but you know what? We're going to come out on top because yeah. we don't That's give what I'm up. Saying. Yeah. As Appalachians, we do not give up, right. and I think that's what's so special about um, what we're trying to bring to you guys is just like Appalachia is a good thing. It's not the negative stereotypes that yeah. the media and uh, Hollywood per se yeah. really tries to bring to the rest of the United States. Like Appalachia is a great place, and it's been sold out so many times that it's easy to just take advantage yeah. of. So um, we appreciate you guys listening in tonight, and uh, we hope that you uh, join us in our next episode, which yeah, we have definitely. some great stuff lined up. Oh, uh, we're going to kind of continue on with this third part of the whole Get to the Point initiative here yep. in Point Pleasant, and uh, we're going to be bringing on Kelsey Boyd, owner of Silver Market. Um, so we're really excited about having her on and uh, seeing her points of views. As uh, yeah. I believe she's a sociologist by trade, by trade, uh, yeah. and then decided to open up a small business Makes within Appalachia. Yeah, <laughs> makes up on the side. Yeah. yeah. So uh, y'all have a great night. Um, enjoy a nice cold one for us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will uh, see you next week. <laughs>